Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. August 8th, and this is your daily financial news. This is a new show you can count on seven days a week, 12, 15 minutes going over what is important for the day. First topic of the day is actually something I don't think I have ever done on the daily financial news. So this is a first. And that is, I want to give a shout out to one of our experts on Sunday, who honestly, I think a lot of you who watch my channel are sleeping on. His name is Jason Pritchard. And yesterday we talked to him again, we talked to him every other week, and he shared with us that he is buying nine properties. He put nine properties in contract in one week. You should listen to that, understand why he's doing that, how he's doing it, what is he doing with them. I think a video like that is just, just screams opportunity. As you will see in the video, Jason does the work. He's done follow-up, mailers. He's sticking to his price. He's got his buy box. He's doing all the right things. But yes, folks, in one week, he put nine properties in contract. The over-under in that video is $300,000. He is looking to make $300,000 on those nine properties. Do me a favor, check out Jason Pritchard's video, and I know a lot of you will check out his playlist. He is the best investor in Fresno, California, in my opinion. We are so lucky to have him, and I got to tell you, I think a lot of you miss Jason's videos because it's on Sunday. You are missing out on a treat. The three videos that Jason and I did yesterday will change your investing mindset. It is that good. You must watch those three videos from yesterday. Especially, why the hell is somebody buying nine houses in one week? The market's crashing. The world is ending. Ah, Folks, there's opportunity out there. Do the work, find motivated sellers, know your numbers, follow up, do the work, do the work. And Jason is a great example of consistency, doing the work, buy box. I have never given a shout out specifically on the daily financial news, but I have to tell you in this world of crash videos and fear porn, you should see how this man operates. The three videos he gave us yesterday, will change your mindset. Just go check it out. I think you will quickly make Jason one of your favorite experts on this channel. Next up, CPI. CPI. We are going to get a CPI number on Wednesday. We are going to have the media either go peak inflation is here or more pain ahead. I believe that is a side show. Earlier in the week, I think it was over the weekend, I was really struggling with my inflation call, which for me is odd because I like taking a shot. I don't need a lot of data to take a wild ass guess, and I just couldn't. This is why. I think headline inflation 
could absolutely show some weakness. We could get below nine. But I feel that core inflation is going to go up. And if you don't know, headline down, core up, the media, CNBC, Bloomberg, you know, see it, whatever you want, whatever you choose to watch, they're going to all scream, inflation is over. Wall Street will probably go bananas. But think about that. Headline comes down, core goes up. Wall Street, risk on, party time. Let's have some fun. If core goes up, you have to remember, the Fed focuses on core because headline is very volatile. If core goes up, Wall Street's going to lose it. Main Street's going to buy the dip. But if core goes up, the Fed will go more work to do. So my call for Wednesday is, yes, I hope headline cracks. But I think core goes up, and that is a problem. And it is a problem a lot of new investors will miss. They will see the headline number down. They will scream peak inflation. Ah, uh, but it's going to be a head fake, in my opinion. That is currently what I think is going to happen on Wednesday. I would love to hear from you. I think our over-under is nine. I'm just going to take the over because uh, and hope it comes down. But I do think core goes up. I think core goes above six. I think right now, last month was five, nine. I think I think core could be six, one, six, two pretty easily. So we shall see what's coming on. Uh, next up. One of the things that I think is interesting, if you invest in U.S. housing, you need to at least pay attention to our neighbors to the north. Our neighbors to the north are showing signs of transaction crashing. For example, uh, I wrote it down this morning. In Vancouver, Canada, transactions are down 40%. As you know, if you follow my channel, transactions crash first. What they are seeing now in Vancouver is price correction. Transactions first, price follows, but follows much, much slower. Prices have declined in Vancouver 9% as of last month. You got to remember, though, folks, in Canada, where they have that debt structure, we've learned about trigger rates. I think there's a lot of pain. I think there's a lot of pain coming to Canada. I think the U.S. housing market is frankly, fortunate. All of you and I are all fortunate that our debt structure of choice is 30-year fixed. We are going to appreciate 30-year fixed rate money like never before as Canada, New Zealand, and other markets crack because they use adjustable rate mortgages. Pump and dump. Apparently, there are some more meme stocks pump and dump going on. I just heard this morning from a buddy that Bed Bath & Beyond is ripping because some Wall Street bets or some this or that organization is trying to uh, rally Main Street to send the stock up and they'll just rip it out from under you and take all your money. You got to watch out for pump and dumps. The people that are pushing them are already in and they will be out before you know. If you need an example of a pump and dump, there's a very old movie called Trading Places. Watch what they do at the end of the movie, too. I think it was oranges or orange juice. Classic pump and dump. 
there are people that are going to be hurt in this. NVIDIA. NVIDIA came out pre-announced. I don't know if you saw it this morning. NVIDIA pre-announced a large revenue miss. They were forecasting to do $8.1 billion in revenue. They report, I think it's August 24th, so a couple weeks. Yeah? Yeah, a couple weeks. They now think they will only do $6.7 billion. Folks, that's a $1.4 billion revenue miss top line. That's roughly 15%. You got to remember these pre-announcements, a revenue miss of 15% is a lot. They called the number like 90 days ago. To see such a large revenue miss is, is important. It should cause you to say, hey, what else is going on? It appears a lot of NVIDIA's pain is because of gaming consoles. Apparently, all the gamers bought new consoles last year. Now we're going out and experiencing different things. Nobody's buying gaming consoles. But still, you need to ask yourself these important things. And then some earnings came out. Palantir. There's a lot of people that are big behind Palantir. They beat top line, which means revenue, but they missed on bottom line. They actually had a surprise loss instead of a gain or instead of profit. Uh, they, they blame uncertain timing of government contracts and lumpiness of government contracts. I think I talked about Palantir a year, maybe 18 months ago. Not necessarily Palantir, but let me give you my experience selling to government. For the last decade of my career, I had sales quota for what we called public sector. Public sector was federal and state governments. That was public sector. When you're selling to the federal government, it is where you can get some of your largest contracts. We're talking eight, nine-figure contracts. It's not their money, right? It's our money they're spending. You can, you can get large contracts, and Palantir is no exception. But what happens is sometimes the government is in a buying mood, and sometimes they are simply not. It doesn't matter if they have an RFP, request for proposal, RFI, request for information. It doesn't matter. If the government is not in a buying mood for your stuff, you are stuck. So counting out a business that is very focused on federal or public sector is very risky, very, very lumpy. And then, of course, Palantir is trying to build up this commercial segment. I guarantee you their average transaction in commercial is tiny compared to federal government. Tiny. And, oh, by the way, in federal or public sector, you will have a team of, I don't know, 25 or 40 or maybe... Maybe Palantir, you have a team of 100. Commercial, you will need a team 6, 7, 8x that. More accounts, more sales team, longer. It's just, again, you got to be very risky. When a company is banking on the federal government for most of their revenue, very, very risky. I shared that with you about 18 months ago. Lo and behold, uh, it's coming to fruition. Also, earnings, Tyson Foods. Uh, producer chicken beef Tyson Foods beat revenue miss bottom chicken volume is actually down two percent that's interesting to me because historically speaking as an economist 
people trade out of beef into chicken. So now that chicken volume is falling, where are they going? Don't know. Uh, on top of that, Pfizer Pfizer is spending $5.4 billion in cash to make an acquisition of global blood therapeutics. Again, I think what we're going to see a lot of in the next five months, the rest of this year, are acquisitions. A lot of the acquisitions will be done with cash as opposed to debt, given the changing debt structure. Mohammed El Alarian is out once again, kind of poking at the Fed. Uh, the Fed is being too slow, and now we have we must worry about collateral damage. I have talked about this. This is what scares me the most. Rising interest rates doesn't really bother me. Certainly as an investor. I don't care if the funds rate is two, four, six, eight, it doesn't matter. It's one variable on my spreadsheet. I just have to buy better deals. Not a big deal. But QT. Quantitative tightening, sucking liquidity out of the system, scares me. What might happen? Well, banks may start saying no or create a very tight lending box. Companies that need to borrow money can't. It's just QT really scares me. And then you see the strong dollar. Let's let's actually go back to inflation. Let's assume CPI, for whatever reason, comes in hotter than expected. That will mean the Fed needs to raise rates. It means we might get an interrate meeting, right? a surprise rate increase in August, maybe. That is going to send the dollar up. The dollar strength is causing worldwide pain. Many countries, many emerging countries like Sri Lanka and others, have dollar-denominated debt. That is causing lots of cracks and crevices in the world economy. A stronger and stronger dollar might be good for us. We might be able to go to Europe cheaper. But there is, there is a downside to all of this. The 2 in 10 inversion is getting steeper. I do not recall. I actually should look this up. I don't recall. It may have happened, but I do not recall. The 10-year, the two-year tenure being this inverted. This morning, and it may have changed, the inversion is 43 basis points. The two-year note, 3.23. The 10-year note, 2.8. Folks, mortgage rates could be going down. What is that going to do to housing? Uh, last thing I noted is it looks like not only NVIDIA is being hurt by video game consoles, I actually took a note about video game makers, right? People producing the games had a horrible Q2. Looks like sales of video games was down 13% year on year. I think this happens to do with what you and I have been calling the K-shaped summer. Dude, we're getting out. We are done buying on Amazon. We are done playing video games. We wanna go out, get some sunlight, vacation, have some fun, make some memories. So folks, again, that's what I got for the daily financial news. Couple quick things. Let's congratulate Leo uh, for getting his deal done. Leo, your card will go out in the mail. Folks, please, if one rental at a time, this channel helps you anyway. You buy a home, you house hack, you ADU. I'm an easy grader. I want to send these out. All I need is your address. I will send this out as a thank you. You can take a selfie, picture, whatever you like. There you go. And then 
Leo, also, thank you for buying the course, uh, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. You went on my website and found the little hidden Easter egg. Your uh, I Use Inflation to Get Rich shirt is going to be mailed. It'll probably be mailed tomorrow. And then finally, one more time. I believe it is this important. I'd never do this. Folks, you are sleeping on Jason Pritchard. You must check out all three videos from yesterday. And then you tell me. When you watch Jason Pritchard's video, there's a playlist. It's called Jason Pritchard. Watch the three videos from yesterday. And then you tell me in the comments if I was right. The man is the best investor in my market. Hands down. He just inked nine houses in this crazy market that's crashing all over the place. Folks, there is opportunity. I keep telling you, do the work. Get a buy box. Look at it every day. There is opportunity. If you feed yourself negativity, why? Why do that? Jason, thank you for yesterday. I have watched those videos again, and I interviewed the man. I'm going to take the over in one of our videos where he bought nine houses. Jason, I'm going to take the over. You always bet on your friends. I know you can do it. I look forward to running the numbers as deals close. So take care, everyone. Have a wonderful day. We get Greg Dickerson and Taylor today and uh, some other goodies for you coming on. So take care. Bye.